welcome to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Lyon, and I want to thank you for joining me as we explore the world of small grains production and research at Washington State University. We have weekly discussions with researchers from WSU and the USDA ARS to provide you with insights into the latest research on wheat and barley production. My guests this week are Karen Sowers and Ian Clark. Karen is the Extension and Outreach Specialist with the Washington Oilseed Cropping Systems Project at WSU. Hi, Karen. Hi, Drew. And Ian is the fifth generation actively farming on the family farm near Albion. Ian recently received his MS degree from WSU on the development of perennial wheat. Hello, Ian. Hey, Drew. So this week we're going to talk about canola. Karen actually suggested we call this wheat beat to a different drum. Uh, <laughs> Had to do it. <laughs> which, which, which was a clever idea. But, uh, you know, the people growing canola are the same people who are growing wheat. So I think it's fully legitimate to talk about canola on the Wheat Beat podcast. Start things off, Karen. I understand the Washington Oilseed Cropping System Project has been in place for 10 years now at WSU. Can you give us a brief overview of what the project's been doing? Well, Drew, the project, like you said, did start 10 years ago, and it was funded with state legislature funds for uh, in regards to the renewable fuel standard. And we started out looking at a dozen different crops and looking more towards the biofuels feedstock end of things. And now it's kind of developed into a project that's narrowed down to spring and winter canola, camelina, and mustard as the focus. Um, there's, at any given year, there's 10 to 12 faculty and staff on the project and several graduate students. We're looking at um, anything canola production related, and that starts with the research and then extends to extension um, in eastern Washington primarily. And, and canola, you're looking at both uh, winter canolas and spring canolas, right? Yes, we are. How, how do those... What's the difference between the two for our listeners? Uh, good question. Winter canola is typically planted in August, anywhere from mid-July to mid-September. And then it, it's a biennial, so then it'll die back in the wintertime and come back in the spring and harvested typically in July. And then spring canola is grown usually in higher rainfall situations, like here in Pullman. And it's planted in the spring as soon as farmers can get in the field, and it's harvested typically August time frame. Okay, so both winter and spring. Ian, what's your experience with canola and, and why did you decide to try growing it on your farm here near Albion? Well, um, we've grown it now for about five years and it's something you'd have a little bit of knowledge here with Drew. It's our, we had a real big, we have a real big Italian ryegrass issue. And so we grew it for the, for the Roundup Ready technology basically. But, you know, we also are always trying to look for a new crop to grow and and commodity prices are kind of volatile and it's kind of another buffer kind of you're looking away from the wheat market a little bit and uh, it's kind of held its price this last year which has been nice but it was really the tool for the being able to spray Roundup to deal with the Italian ryegrass. Okay so you bring up the um, technology available with canola so there's Roundup Ready there's some other types too. What, yeah, what are those and how much you use those? There's clear fields and oh, Karen would know a whole lot more of the... <laughs> Liberty Link. There's the Liberty Link with the glufosinate. Um, glufosinate, is that right? Yeah. Uh, but for us, it, the we, we have pretty much, we've only used the Roundup Ready. We've never used the clear field or the 
Liberty Link. I guess something to add to that, Drew, is it's it's for weed control, but there's a lot of uh, residual herbicides that can be an issue in broadleaf crops. And then, so if the canola has that particular trait, like a SU residual tolerance, then you can go back on ground that's had SUs on it, which is pretty common in, in wheat rotation. So that's a, that's a powerful tool as well. So it has a fit. Uh, it might bring several benefits to a crop rotation uh, involving small grains. So how does the Washington Oil Seed Cropping Systems Project interact with growers, or how do you try to interact with growers in your project? That's actually a key key component of the project. Um, you know, when this started, it, it was with research projects, and then that information gained had to be disseminated to growers and actually ag industry, like crop consultants and seed companies, in some way. So it's a wide range from field tours. We have winter annual winter workshops. Um, we now have large-scale variety trials, winter and spring canola. Um, those are at half a dozen locations in eastern Washington. So those all provide opportunities to convey any research information to farmers and also hear back from them as to what research needs there are. Do you have some dates that you could share with our listeners? We do. Um, we've got our, again, these are one-day workshops. They're a full day. So they'll be January 22nd in Heartline. January 24th in the Tri-Cities, and January 25th in Colfax. Okay, excellent. Ian, how has this project helped you with uh, canola production on your farm? Well, you know, first and foremost, when we were th- I was thinking about it yesterday, and we actually farm next to WSU, and so we've kind of ru- been able to rubberneck WSU growing canola for quite a few years before we even grew it, and so we were kind of fortunate on that one just to know we could grow canola. But beyond that, you would go to the workshops and a lot of your questions like seeding rate and fertility and uh, variety selection and whatnot, really, you know, you, it, it's, it's helped quite a bit to grow a new crop where we really had no idea what we were doing. Do you find that other farmers are coming up and talking to you and asking you questions about yeah, growing canola? Yeah, definitely. They're, this last year in particular, since the wheat price has been down so much, it's been... Yeah, there's been a lot of farmers say, well, you know, what do you do? What What's your timing? What's your, you know, this or that? What do we have to watch out for? And so, yeah. Okay. So if you were going to host a canola research project, Karen tells us that's one of the things they do in the project. Uh, what would you want the project to be about? Well, personally, my interest right now is, is in population. Um, I think that we have a lot of work to do on our soils in looking at plant population and uh, we don't have it figured out at this on our farm. We- <laughs> That's a good point, Ian. Uh, Drew, we have uh, Ian Burke with WSU. He's actually just started on a project using a monosome singulating planter to look at just that. Um, so far it's just in spring canola, whether or not that'll go to winter canola, but uh, he plans on putting trials out again next spring, so he may be looking you up. <laughs> Well, it sounds like there's a lot of interesting work going on. If our listeners want to go and learn more about the Washington Oil Seed Cropping Systems Program, where can they go to find more information? We have a website, uh, css.wsu.edu slash oilseeds, and then we also have a Facebook page, WSU Oilseeds. All right. Thank you very much, Karen. Thanks, Drew. And Ian. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. If you have questions for us that you'd like to hear addressed on future episodes, please email me at drew.lyon at wsu.edu. 
You can find us online at smallgrains.wsu.edu. You can also find us on social media on Facebook and Twitter at WSU Small Grains. Subscribe to the show through iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. The WSU Wheat Beat Podcast is a production of Connors Communications in the College of Agricultural, Human, and Natural Resource Sciences at Washington State University. I'm Drew Lyon. We'll see you next week.